You are listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace, a service of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. I'm your host, Dave Thompson. And since you're listening, you might as well know that you're about to hear us talk about something which has to be healthy, positive, and or proactive in the cleaning industry today. In 2018, the Academy launched the Rockstar series of motivational sessions in addition to our tactical classes, which are instructed weekly around the U.S. Now, industry professionals are here to talk share their thoughts and let you know what's on their mind. So turn up the sound and let's get talking. Okay, folks, uh, welcome to another version of uh, Beyond Clean with Ace. You've been with us before, you've seen us, you've heard us. We always do this as a podcast version and also a YouTube version. So whether you're watching or whether you're listening, we welcome you to today's cast. Now I want to tell you, I've been trying something a little different. I went outside of the box of what we normally do. If you've always watched or listened, you've always seen, well, they're industry experts. They're people from our industry that are talking. But you know what? I think there's a lot of other people that have things to talk about. And I found a new podcasting avenue to look to other people outside of our industry. And I ran across several different people. And the first one that, well, I guess had time and was on the, you know, was ready to come on is Jeff Jargis. And Jeff, um, you know, I'm not going to tell everybody about who you are. I'm going to let you do that. But I will tell you, Jeff's in a colder climate than I am. You see behind me, I'm in the warm climate. Jeff's not. But this isn't all about weather. We'll just have to throw that in. Sure. I got to throw that in. Go yeah. ahead, Jeff. Tell, tell everybody. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I could go through the whole list. I've got a whole list of what you did, but you can probably remember better than I can. Yeah, well, I don't know. You might be able to do better with the list than I can without the list. Uh, yeah, so like I said, my name is Jeff Gargas. I work with – I actually work in the education field, uh, and, and I, I love that you're doing this to make it a little bit different, thinking outside the box, because we do the same in education as well. So uh, I operate as the COO and I'm one of the co-founders of a, a company called Teach Better, where it's called the Teach Better Team to most people who know us. And we work with teachers and school districts all over the country, actually now all over the world, uh, training on a, a wide, wide range of uh, best practices in education. Uh, so we train on a bunch of different things. We have some proprietary uh, systems and, and methods that we've created that we train on. We also train on a lot of what you would consider just best practices or, or new progressive techniques and, and tactics and stuff. And we do a lot of support with districts and rolling out initiatives and, and supporting teachers in every way we can. Uh, you know, the bulk of our, of our work is done with the K, uh, K through 12 uh, group. We do also work with uh, college professors and stuff as well. Uh, you mentioned the list. I've done a lot of stuff in my background. I've, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I've started a lot of businesses. I always joke that there's probably more than I can remember, which typically I can't. Uh, but I spent, uh, I spent a, a good part of my early life in the hospitality industry, uh, running restaurants, quick service restaurants. I uh, spent quite a bit of time in the entertainment industry. Uh, I own and ran a uh, independent record label. Uh, and then I spent some time in the marketing, online marketing, uh, web design, social media, SEO, content marketing world. And then now I somehow ended up into education. I've been, we've been doing this for about five years now. And I, I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, uh, that all the other stuff was just sort of training me and prepping me to be here. So that's sort of the uh, long short of it. I don't do short very well. So I'm actually pretty impressed right there. So. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I'll tell you, I could have went a little further. I looked you can. Because I got a couple more that I want to add on there. Sure, can, sure. This is the interesting thing, Jeff, is that no matter where we are in life today, all of that stuff is our history. And we yes. don't know where that's going to 
move us where that's going to. I just this week I wrote a deal yesterday. Uh, I'm celebrating my first three years here in Florida, and I'm just like you. All of this stuff behind me, we're not going to go into that. The audience isn't here to listen to mine stuff. We're here to listen to you. But the thing here is, is that it all is relative to where we're going from uh, on. And, and folks, one of the reasons I wanted Jeff to come on with us today is because the first thing you said was you're all about teaching. And mm -hmm. at the academy, that's all I do now. And this is our, my main focus, my, my, my mission in life as I get to these years. You know, we were talking earlier, you know, off the air before, you know, teaching is education. Training is skills. And I differentiate between the two. How have you found that in what you've done with the different avenues? That, uh, well, I mean, I, I think it, it, they cross over so much because you're teaching skills and, and education, but we're, you know, when we're working with teachers, we're, we're trying to work with them and support them on their skills, their abilities as a teacher and how they can reach more students and how they can uh, make more impactful, more engaging lessons to, to uh, connect to the real world uh, application of what they're trying to, uh, you know, reach and connect with their students, how they can align things better to the standards that have been determined by the states of what they need to teach while also keeping it engaging, keeping the kids uh, excited about it, keeping them wanting to come back um, and do that. So, so we work a lot with with teachers, not just on their sort of pedagogical thinking and and mindset, but also on their skills in the classroom and how they work with that. And sometimes that's is you know communication stuff. Sometimes that or that's organization. Sometimes it's very uh, applicable um, strategies and tactics um, that they can use. It's a wide variety of things. So really, it, it's case by case on that. You know what, you could have a number of words, if I could have had a clicker here, I, I would have clicked off how many words that you said every time that I liked. Communication, engagement, mm -hmm. skills, acknowledgement, uh, motivation, all of the things that you just mentioned in that little bit section there. Here's the thing that I always find interesting. Um, the custodial industry, the janitorial industry, if you will, is largely of an older age group. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all baby boomers, but, you know, more or less in that age group like myself. Um, we're getting the younger group, and I hate yep. to say this because we know that there's an age difference between the two of us. Sure. Okay. Um, how do we keep people engaged, and how do we get them engaged? Because, you know what, if they don't understand and they're not engaged, then the skills don't happen. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the key – and I think this is what uh, uh, there's mistakes being made a lot in a lot of different ways is the key to working with a younger age group, younger uh, generation is to actually work to understand them. They're different. Like I, I always laugh. So like, I'm technically like the last year I'm like cut off just barely. I'm technically a millennial, but no one ever, ever, ever thinks I'm a millennial. So a lot of people will talk to me about, Oh, those millennials. And I'm like, Hey, technically I'm a millennial. You just didn't realize it because guess what? They're not all that. Right. Well, now wait a minute. Which which <laughs> of the millennials are you? Because there's two I'm, different. I'm 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 on the very old end. I'm I'm just not quite old enough to not be a millennial. But here's the catch. I've I've done a lot of research on that. There's actually you can find articles from back when you were a young kid of the generation before you saying the exact same things. Right. So it's not actually the millennial thing. It's just the generational thing. Every generation says the same thing. Right. The problem is whether you like it or not. You got to train those kids. 
you got to teach these kids. They're going to be taking over. They're going to be running your businesses at some point, right? They're going to be cleaning the buildings. They're going to be taking care of all of us. So now for, for me, I'm looking at it going, these are the people who are going to be taking care of me here in another 15 Exactly. Yeah. So instead of complaining about them, let's understand them and let's understand why they do the things that, that maybe that we don't understand that maybe that we are frustrated with uh, that are, annoying to us, whatever it might be. But if we can understand, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be okay with it. But if we can understand why they react to different things and why they like this thing versus that thing, or they don't appreciate the things that we appreciated when we were younger or that we appreciate now, we can better understand what motivates them. And then maybe we can help them appreciate the things because we can have better, we know how to talk to them. We know how to work with them. Uh, you know, I talk, I talk to teachers a lot about social media. That's one of my things, you know, with social media and kids and you know, you get so into the spectrum, you go either way with that. My thing is you don't have to like it, but you better get on it and figure it out because the kids are on it. So if you want to understand what they're into, you got to get in there and figure it out. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like TikTok, but you better understand why it's so appealing to the kids because you can well, utilize yeah, you're, that. You're, you're, you're talking about exactly the same thing. We're on something that a lot of folks are still coming to grips with. What is a podcast? I can't sure. watch it. What's mm -hmm. wrong? Yeah. It goes, what's, what's wrong with your podcast? I can't watch it. And I'm going, that's not sure. what a podcast is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, I was kind of using an analogy that podcasting is like the old time radio show. Yeah. You knew when a guy comes on, you knew when, you know, uh, I won't mention all the names for all you other guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, but, but, but that, and I saw something the other day and he said that, if I get this right, he said that uh, Twitter is like the telegraph or most code <laughs> of the year. And I'm like, wow. And that's exactly what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's, all, it's all communication. And we just got to figure out how, to, how, how, are, how are the people that we need to educate, right? So in my world, teachers, how are, they, how are the kids that they need to educate? In your world, how are the people that we're working with, that we're training, that we're, that we're trying to instill these skills with, how are they learning? How are they communicating? And then how can we communicate with them via those, whatever those platforms might be? And sometimes that's a platform like Twitter versus TikTok versus email, whatever. Sometimes it's just the language in which we talk too. It's how are they accepting communication? How are they communicating with each other? And how can we better do that so that they can do what we need them to do? or what we need them to be able and, and to you're, do. And you're talking about two different things as well as I do here at the academy. At Teach Better, you're talking about the student actually learning from the teacher. But you mm -hmm. also have the other secondary challenge, or maybe primary, is getting a teacher, and you've got to talk and educate and teach. Yeah, that's our first one. Is we, we, we teach the teachers and, and well, support you have to them. Have a product that they can, that they can go to the students. You have to understand yeah, both sides. Exactly, yes. So we're, we're trying to help them understand the things that we believe will help them better teach the students. So we have, to, we have to try and communicate with the teachers in ways that make sense for them while also helping them communicate to students the way that they best understand. So, okay, yes. so now we're talking about, so let's kind of split this into two different parts of our conversation this afternoon. Let's talk about just working with the teacher. How mm -hmm. are you getting the teacher to understand and to engage and be motivated by you? That's your primary. So mm -hmm. if, without giving away trade secrets. Sure. Uh, so the biggest thing I think we do and that we've done well is we listen to our audience. Uh, now we create a lot of content. That's how we build our, you know, we built our audience. That's how we connect with them. You know, we've got email lists. We've got social media accounts. We do 
you know, we go to events and speak and stuff like that. We have things like a podcast where we try to get in their ears and we're trying to share a lot, but we do a lot of talking with our audience to figure out what is it that you're struggling with in your classrooms? Where are your challenges? What are you trying to be better at? What are you looking at? What are you good at? What do you want to be better at? How can we improve? And then we're taking that and we're trying, we're creating by via research, via working with people that we know, via our own uh, experiences, creating uh, content for them, creating uh, online courses for them, creating live professional development for them, talking about it in you know live videos on Facebook groups, uh, talking about it on the podcast, things of that nature. So I think one of the biggest things that we do is we listen to our audience, and it's one of the, that's actually one of the things we push uh, educators to do as well is talk to their students and then listen. What are they liking? What are they not liking? What's working? What's not working? I also think the same goes over when you're training employees in your business, talking them to them about what works and what doesn't work what keeps them motivated, what doesn't, what do they like, what do they don't like, so that you can best uh, disperse the information that you need them to know and the skills that they need to, to understand and be able to adapt to in the best way possible to, to hit them and, and to, to be more efficient with that. Yeah, and what, what's interesting about that is, you know, there's two parts of that as well, is, I, I, before I go into that, you, you said you listed out, what are some of the issues that that a teacher says, or that you see the most of the teacher goes, this is my number one, and it is kind of parallel. Uh, very, uh, geez, common, most common. I mean, uh, engaging, keeping them engaged uh, with the content, um, keeping the kids wanting to, or to understand. One of the most common, and this has been a common question forever, is when am I going to need to use this in the real world? And I think the difference is now kids are asking that even more and more and more. Uh, because the world's changed even more and it's changing faster than ever before. So a lot of that, how do I make this relevant? How do I make them understand why they need to learn these things? Uh, and then how do I keep them engaged so that they're excited to come back and learn more? And they actually like hang on to that information and take it with them when they leave my classroom. Well, I think that's interesting because I found that my biggest challenge was the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how to in, how to keep an audience engaged because mm -hmm. you know they come into class here and I've seen a person come into class like, like this week I've got a four-day master class coming up starting tomorrow and they come in and they've got three cell phones <laughs> now how do I compete with three cell phones yeah and life that is coming to each one of those devices yep and, and then when I get into an audience, like you said, you get into conferences and talk to these conferences, how do I get them engaged to actually be a part of, of what I'm doing? And I actually went and talked with a professor and he taught me what was going on in schools. And you and I, I think will probably agree, you have seen it there. And it was a simple program called Kahoot. Mm-hmm, yeah, very, very popular in the K K-12 world. Okay, so now I, I don't know if all the audience has ever heard me talk about this before. If you've listened before, you probably have heard uh, Aaron and I talk about this. But you're in the school environment. Do teachers use this, and how are they engaging with it? I mean, do you use it to engage them as well? No, I don't. I've never actually used Kahoot uh, myself. It's just one of the tools that we see a lot of teachers talk about. Uh, so the name was very familiar with uh, for me. Uh, it's not something that I use myself when we train or anything like that, but a lot okay. of teachers, a lot of teachers talk about it when we're in conversations. We see a lot of teachers talking about, oh, here's four tech tools I use, and Kahoot seems to always be on there. So he said that I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about as far as the name of that tool. So 
okay, so they're not talking about how they use it and how they not as it. much. No, no, not 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 that I have. I haven't dug into as much as how they're using it. Um, there's okay, a lot of so tools. There's out another there. one that's probably going to be that way. And I won't. I, you know, hey, I'm just I'm always out there. I'm looking for sure. just like that. You know, something's going to engage people. I came across something that came into because I watched Shark Tank and I saw a cue ball. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, you know, how to throw around a microphone. That's what it is. It's basically a microphone that you can throw around and people can talk into it. And mm -hmm. they can never, the whole audience can hear it. Uh, and another engagement factor. And you know what was interesting when Aaron and I talked, he said, you know, you got to remember that our age group came around whenever it was the uh, sitcom era. Mm -hmm. Every 15 sec every 15 minutes, we got to have a break. Yep. You find the same thing? Yeah, I think uh, paying attention to attention spans is important. And in today's world, our attention spans are super small, smaller than ever. And and I think a lot of adults forget that uh, or, or think that kids have short attention spans, but we all do. Uh, because everything's at, at our fingertips like this. I mean, we're so, you know, everything's so quick. So, yeah, we need breaks. Uh, you, you don't want to sit, sit someone down and talk, talk at them for 60 minutes, right? You know, you, you want to give them a little bit of information, give them a chance to, to kind of a brain break. Uh, whether that's get up and take a breather or just, Hey, we're going to like have some fun for a couple seconds. Um, and do like, so, so throwing the cue ball around can break that up a little bit, breaks up the, let me talking at you versus, Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's get everyone involved. <clears throat> you got to wake up cause this thing might be flying at your head. Right. So, uh, kind of giving that brain break is a good idea. So we see a lot of teachers utilize brain breaks to give students a five minute breather here or there, just where it looks like they can just kind of release for a second. And now, then they can if, I remember, if I remember reading all of the, th the list of things, uh, you spent some time uh, at Kent, uh, Kent State or Kent University, one or the other? Yeah, Kent State University in Kent, Ohio. Yeah, couple, I spent a couple years there as an adjunct professor. And, and so you, you were right on the front side of that part before you started teaching teachers. Yeah, that was, gosh, I, I was there and left there, and it was probably about, five years in between before I ended up back into the world of education this way. Yeah. So, so, so see that, that was part of what you were saying. You kind yeah. of history of that. So now absolutely. You, do you think, do you, do you see teachers actually talk about things have changed that much? Do I see what? Say that, again? That, that, that teachers are coming up and saying things have changed from when I got into it to where I am to now. Oh Yeah. Uh, I yeah, catch up or what? No, I think I think they're seeing things change. I think even more so in the last five years than ever before. And I think because we're finally at a point now in the world where the technology is around enough where things can change much faster. I mean, the the current school system, like the traditional school system, is a couple hundred years old. It's way old, way outdated, right? So it hasn't changed much in a long, long time. And a lot of that's because you're talking about big school districts, big machines that take a long time to change over. And so things just didn't happen quickly. Now I think they happen a lot faster because we have things like social media that allows people in the internet, right? The internet at full force right now where people can go gather new, new ideas, new techniques very quickly and they can actually put them in place because they have tools like you, like you mentioned, like Kahoot, like Google Classroom, like Apple uh, school uh, devices, all types of stuff like that where I can move on an idea much, much faster and much safer now than I ever could before. I can also connect with other educators and other minds outside of my district. I used to have to stay within probably my building, right? Just down the hallway. So we're all doing the same thing. Now I can connect with teachers from all over the world and get all these different ideas 
that might connect with my personality and my teaching style, my kids better. And so teachers are starting to change more. So now the industry as a whole and districts as a whole, they have to change. They've got to start paying attention. Teachers have much more of a voice now. Uh, so I, I think over the last probably five years, we've seen it change more than it ever has. And I think over the next five years, we're going to see it change even more so. Uh, so you have a lot of teachers. What's that? Go, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, so I think, I think a lot of teachers will tell you, yeah, it's changed a lot based on a, more recently and the fact that it is changed, but in a positive way, I think. A lot, of, a lot of has changed with the way people view education, and I think you can go either way on that, but I think teachers are seeing a, uh, a, a positive frustration, if I could say that, of, of, of how things were and staying stagnant versus focusing on what we can do in every day to be a little bit better for our kids and making those changes. So. Well, I, I think you're exactly right, a positive frustration, because I, I, you know, as an educator now, fight the frustration part because I'm trying to catch up with the technology. I'm trying mm -hmm. to bring it in. I'm trying to do these things. If I weren't doing it, it really wouldn't be much of a challenge because I'd be sliding backwards. Um, and I think that, that you mentioned uh, another couple other things that we're trying to do here at the Academy is we're not doing the same things that we were doing. I don't do DVDs. I don't do mm -hmm. uh, taped things. Everything now is live sure. because it has to be interactive. Uh, you know, webinars are just old. They don't work anymore. They had their day. Uh, you know, so universities, I've been working with a lot of universities this year. And you said you work a little bit with those. Web conferencing is something that they have used, and of course businesses have used. We started trying to use it here, but the cleaning industry is having a hard time understanding that we can teach classes through the web like you and I are doing here. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, I love that you, you, know, you mentioned that you don't do DVDs anymore because things change, right? People don't go there anymore. That's not how they get their no. information, right? Um, now I, I would say I actually, I actually spent, I think we talked about this one time before is I actually spent a little bit of time in, in your world, uh, running a, uh, I had a, geez, 15, 16 person team. We managed 18 different buildings on a campus where we, uh, you know, it was there through the day and then we, we clean We took care of everything at night. We had like 26 bathroom sets and I don't know how many offices off, uh, things that we had to take care of. And so I spent a little bit of time there. And one, one thing there, and this is me talking from way outside of the industry with very little knowledge is. It's an industry that it's been around for a long time. Um, there's a lot of pieces of it, I think, that have stayed the same in a sense. So I think there's a lot of, it's probably similar to the education field where it's just a slower moving machine. But, you know, I think there's folks like you that are kind of disrupting a little bit and saying, hey, like, there's, there's a better way to do this. Instead of me creating you a DVD and shipping it to you and then you have to put it in and do that, just turn your computer on and we can educate, we can talk, we can have a conversation and I can help you train your team or train your team for you much, much faster, much, much more efficiently. They can do it from their couch if they need to and you don't have to invite them all down to your, you know, to your facility. You can get them ready before they even come into work. So I think it's just it's one of those things that takes time. People don't like change. I found that even people who say they like changes don't like change. Like it's just, it's uncomfortable. It puts us in a different spot. And I think when you're, if you're in an industry and there's a lot, I mean, a lot, most industries where, you know, it's, we like to say that the worst thing to say is this is the way we've always done it. But then we all say that a lot um, because it's comfortable. And so I think when you start doing stuff a little bit different, it takes a little bit of time. So. 
You know, you, you said I'm a disruptor. I never really <laughs> thought of myself like that, but I guess I, I, I look, I know, but that was probably 10 years ago now that I was in that, in that world. And I specifically remember having my team sit down in front of a DVD player. Actually, I think, yeah, it was a DVD. I had DVDs we put on the computer, but it was DVDs. And they had to sit there. It was like their first day and a half of working with me. That's what I did. And how and much did they retain of that? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> what, maybe what the alarm was if it was a dangerous spill. And other than that, because like, that's a life-threatening thing, right? Everything else, it was like that. And then we walked over and I go, I walk into a bathroom with four of them to show them how, to, how we properly clean things. And it's like, do, all right, so you didn't learn anything from the DVD. Okay, great. So we're doing it now live. Why didn't we do this first? So why did, yeah, so why did we spend the time to do because, this? Yeah, because I could have I just, while we were learning how to clean the bathroom, I could have told you, oh, yeah, by the way, if you hear this alarm, get outside, right? Like I could have covered all those safety things and everything as we're going. It's just one of, those, one of those things. I mean, I was in the restaurant industry. We used to always ship people back in the back to watch the, the video and they watched it and it was such a long board video. I'm like, let's just put them on the cash register. <laughs> like they're going to make some mistakes. We're going to have to apologize to a customer. We're going to fix it. They're going to learn real quick that way. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just a different way of, it's one of those things. I think I, again, I think people don't like to change. And I think industries don't like to change even worse. So, so I think it's interesting how you brought about the fact that teaching in the, in the educational market is much like we are here. You know, we have two, very in uh, two different industries that have been around since you know well the pilgrims landed on our on our comet you know yeah. and and started uh, i've said for years there isn't a facility on this planet that doesn't need what i've got yep you know education at mm -hmm. some point it's communication it's learning how to talk with each other impart yeah. the knowledge and the thing is, it's not just imparting the knowledge, but it's also retention. Yeah. And that goes back to that engagement we talked about to start with. Yeah. You have to, it, you have to make it relevant. It's got to connect to them. That's how you get it to stick. It's got to be relevant to become important. Being able to keep it relevant, though, because, you know, so many people think they've already heard it so many times. Do you find the same challenge? Yeah, I think, yeah, keep it relevant is definitely the, I, I think that's where the engagement piece of keeping it, you got to keep it relevant by connecting it, but you also have to find ways to make sure that you communicate it in a way that's, that reminds them and sticks to them. Uh, people, we, have a, we all have a lot going on. It's really quick for it to go in one and out the other, especially when I have, right, I have three cell phones in your session, right? Like I've got a lot going on, right? I mean, so, uh, and who knows what's coming to those cell phones, whether that's my personal life bothering me whether, or with an emergency or an issue or my boss or one of my employees or, you know, my new high score on on whatever game I am on my, on my phone. Right. So yeah, it's it, the, the challenge is definitely the continuing to keep it relevant. And I think the, the way you do that is going back to what I said before is communicating and talking to them, talking to them, assessing them, getting feedback from people you're working with and taking that feedback seriously, not don't let it, don't take it personally, taking it seriously and adjusting and changing every day to try and try and do things um, and, and fix things up. When we first got connected, you and I here, you were messing with stuff and I don't know what it was, but you were like, I, I always try something new. Like that's the thing. Like it may not be anything that you end up doing, but you're con if you're constantly thinking, what could I do a little bit differently today that might be a little more engaged and might help them connect, might help them re retain. That's, that's what it takes I me. Mean, a teacher in the classroom is the same thing. Constantly talking to his or her students, what's working, what's not. What do you like? What do you don't like? How do I, how, what do I need to change? Or am I okay? And like, and then going from there. 
Well, speaking of that, what I did over the weekend, you know, holiday weekend we just went through, uh, I put up a 14-day test on our website, academyofcleaning.com, for live chat. Um, okay. Because I'm wondering, you know, do people go on? Do they find out what they need? Are they there? And I thought, well, what the heck? Uh, today's been the first day, and the thing has been wild. And I never really knew how many people actually hit and if what pages they were going to, mm -hmm. what were they interested in. So as you said, I'm trying to do that to listen to my clients. Where are they going? What are they looking for? What are they, what are they wanting? And then can I chat with them? And you know, I'm finding, heck, my cell phone's with me all the time, and it comes right to my cell phone. I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, so you just pop it up. It's like text them back, right? I mean, yeah. And now, oh, yeah. now you're able to get real-time interaction because here's, here's the, like, that's a great addition to your website from a website background is that, you know, I mean, someone comes to your website, like, fact of the matter, people don't want to get on the phone anymore. People don't like to talk on the phone. If I can text it to you and get the answer, I'm going to do that every time. Every well, time. I find myself doing yeah. that. the way I go and ask it. So I thought, well, why not? Yeah. This is my point. We have to keep looking at in different ways. And I, yes. I enjoy what you're saying. I want to ask another question, though, when it comes to social media. You've been all over it. How much do we do and when do we stop or do we? Uh, about, you do as much as you possibly can. And you don't stop until your audience tells you to stop. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just the – we've built our entire business organically. Uh, we don't run ads. We don't do that type of stuff. We, we built it by building a community and a network online. Uh, we've done that. We create a lot of content, so blogs, videos, downloads, online courses, that type of stuff to bring people in. We do a lot of things. We have a podcast. We do a Twitter chat every Thursday night. We do. We have a Facebook group that's super active and a great support community. We've built as many places as we can, but we're all over constantly on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram, which is where our audience seems to be. We're starting to toy with, toy with things like we're going to get more involved on LinkedIn. We're starting to toy with things like TikTok. I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out where we need to go to talk to the audience and to be there because our goal is to support teachers and we got to figure out where they're at, where are they going for their support? And you know, I where think are they the looking? Is, is as you're saying that though, Jeff, I think they're looking for where do we go as well. They're not in just one place. They're no. looking and searching the same as we are. Yep. So we're all searching with how to communicate more efficiently. Yeah. And, and like my, I've always been sort of, we, we, we operate a very uh, sort of surround you everywhere kind of mindset where if you get into our world, we're going to give you every option you got. So we've got videos, we've got things you can read. We've got the podcast. If you're, if you're auditory, we've got the Facebook group. You want to interact. We've got live videos there. We've got online courses. We're on social media. We want to make sure like once you get connected with us, no matter how you like to consume content, we're putting it out that way uh, so that you can consume it in whatever way you want. And you can learn in the way that you best like to learn. Cause some of our, our, the people that we work with and the teachers that connect with us, they really love our online courses. Some of them really love just learning quickly on Twitter by little things. Some of them want to read. Some of them don't want to ever read. They just want to listen. So like it's however, whatever ways we can. And then it's paying attention to what's working, what's getting a lot of activity and what's not so that we can better support those channels. So, you know, social media today is nothing different. And as we think about this whole thing that we've been talking about this afternoon, Jeff, it goes back to the same thing. It's all communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, you know, there's some people that don't want to read a paperback. It has to be a hard-bound book. Yep. There's some people that are crying because the newspaper and the Sunday morning comics aren't there anymore. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's all of these things. It's just learning the different way to do it. And so I liked your answer there. Uh, we don't stop. 
we keep doing it, and we do mm -hmm. as much of it as we possibly can. And I think people are always asking, what's the shortcut? There isn't one. No, there. If if the yeah, if you think there's a shortcut, you already you, you're gonna lose. There isn't one. If there was a shortcut, everyone would do it. I know, like that's cliche, but that's just the fact of the matter. Like, if there was, then everyone would do it. Like that's just because that's just not how it works. Like there, there's one irrefutable shortcut. It's oh, okay. Whole, wait, it's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're gonna get. I was. You know, I always ask at the end of of the podcast, give us one, and I didn't have to ask this time. Yeah. So, and this is for any type of success, any industry, anything you want to do, whether you're a business owner, manager, employee, whatever, it's a whole, whole heck of a lot of hard work. That's it. Like, I mean, that is the shortcut. Unfortunately, it's not short. It's long. There's ways that you can be more efficient. There's ways you can automate things, make your life easier. But the fact of the matter is, is, is it's a lot of work. We spent, Jeff, I, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. We had, I had a conversation this morning with a young man here. And, and we were talking about it. And I said, your experience in 30 years is not the same as mine in 60, but mm -hmm. it's still experience. It's yeah. still learning from what we've done. You and I started the conversation this afternoon that way. Here we are at the end of our conversation. We're still talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. What have we done? How can we use it? How can we move forward? And, yeah. you know, I think people are wanting social media and all of that stuff to do it instantaneously. Well, instantaneously yeah. is like two years because it takes time to put this content out. Yep. It takes time to come up to the top because there's so much coming at us. It takes dedication. You know, I, I was looking at a video I posted six years ago. It now has over 2 million hits on that mm. one video, but it didn't happen in the first three years. Sure. It wasn't until four years before it started going. And then in the last two is when it ballooned. So yeah. folks, if you're listening, if you're watching us, whatever medium that you're watching or listening on, I think what Jeff and I are talking about is keep doing what you're doing and just do more of it. Yeah, stay consistent, listen, and adjust as you can by listening and just keep going after it. Jeff, it is, let me see, this is teachbetter.com. Yep. It's Jeff Jargis. Gargis. 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 You got I it. You. It's all good. I might change it to Jargis. We'll see. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst thing you do is is not even get the guy's name right. Come on. Oh, you're all good. Hey, we, we learn every day, right? Like every yeah, well, I won't make that mistake, <laughs> again, right? Yeah, it's all good. Jeff, any any parting words other than just keep working hard? No, I think the biggest thing is listening and, and focusing on one thing that we've done that we live and die by is providing value first. And a lot of people say that. And they talk about uh, helping versus selling, but the problem is, is as soon as they have a chance to sell, they jump all over it. And the key is that you don't do that. You can ask for the sale, but when it's, if it's a no, you just continue helping. And that's just the way it is. And that's how we built everything. But it went very slowly for us, and now it's going much faster, and it's been, it pays off. It works. So just keep your head down, keep doing what you're doing, but listen to your audience first. Congratulations. I'll keep listening. I always like to listen. You know, one of the things I always hate is when somebody asks a question and then won't shut up so that you can answer the question. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff, it's teachbetter.com. Uh, teach yep. Uh, you're all over the place. You've got podcasts. I noticed you got two websites. You've got the YouTube. As you said, you're all over everywhere. Folks, I'm not going to go through the list that the Academy has because <laughs> we've got the same things too. You find us everywhere. All we're going to say is just tune in to again because you never know. Jeff or somebody else might be on the podcast or the YouTube channel with us. So 
enjoy whatever is left to come. I think it's another holiday here pretty soon. We're in soon, soon enough. <laughs> Jeff, thanks for being on. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on.